Okay. So we're holding a pedic base. It's um, we're holding pedic base. It's uh, we started last week. We started talking about the two nefashas, about the two neshamas, nefshah ba'amis and nefshah lachis. Next week, last week, we discussed primarily the. Uh, Last week we discussed for okay. Last week we discussed the uh, the nefesh and the difference between the nefesh abamis of a yid and nefesh abamis of a goy. And this week we're going to discuss the um, nefesh alakis, second shama, the shama that's unique to a yid. Like I mentioned already last week, the although there's a difference between the nefesh abamis of a yid and of a goy, is the the, the difference between the nefesh abamis and a yid and a goy pales. In contrast to the nef- difference between a yid and a goy, when we're talking about the fact that a yid has a nefesh alakis. In other words, like we mentioned last week, we even have some goyim that have a nefesh abamis similar to a yid's nefesh abamis. They have the Omasailam, have a nefesh abamis that's, uh, that's in, that, in that way they're like a yid, in the way that they have a nefesh abamis like a yid. But that doesn't make them, maybe it makes them, so, you could have say they have some similarity to a yid, but it doesn't make them any what more Jewish, so to speak, than a, uh, than other guy. Even someone which has a nefesh abamis, which is like a yid. The, the main primary difference between a yid and a guy is what we're going to learn today. The fact that a yid has a nefesh alakis. So let me just, uh, just say a few words of Akhtama to understand a little bit more the, um, what we're going to say here about the difference between what's special about a yid. But we say, Chazal say, Geshen is gayir, is kekatat shenayladam. Right, a gay who, become, who converts, is he's like a newborn. He's like someone who was just born. What does that show you? That shows you that becoming a yid is not just a, he got a little bit, went a little bit above his level, when he changed his lifestyle a little bit. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's as if he was someone who wasn't alive and became alive. In other words, he, obviously he was alive before then, but the, the, the comparison between a yid and a goy is so far, it's, as much as, it's just as far as you'll say a live person versus someone which is not alive. There's a fundamental difference between a yid and a goy. But we find in, in Pashas Lech Lecha, the Tehidah starts, Pashas Lech Lecha, Pashas Lech Lecha is the, the Pashas which talks about Avram Avinah. What does the Tehidah start with? The Tehidah starts with Lech Lecha, Ba'at Secha, Milad Secha, Besavicha, Avram, Atzivoy, the Ebeshter told Avram, he commanded him to go to leave the place where he was born, the place where he grew up. He tells him, go, to, uh, go live in Eretz Yisrael. And he says, mm-hmm. If you're going to go there, I'm going to make you into a nation, etc. So it's a famous question that, you know, Avram Avinu, his life didn't start when he was 75 years old. This tzivaris that Hashem told him to go to Eretz Yisrael was when he was 75 years old. He had, he had 75 years before then, and it wasn't just any 75 years there were some crucial and very important uh, happenings during those 75 years. First of all, Avram was the first person to discover Hashem, so to speak, right? When, when he was three years old, there were different shit about when and how old he was. It was definitely before he was 75 years old. There's a Machlid Rambam and Raivet in the beginning talk about how old Avram was. If he was 40 years old, he was three years old. But anyway, it was definitely before he was 75 years old when he discovered the fact that uh, the Ebeshter is, is, the, is the one who runs this world. It's not, not Gatchkis. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, everyone then told them was, were pagans. They were serving Avedizara. So isn't that a uh, very important happening in the life of Avram? Shouldn't, is it not worthy of the Torah to tell us something so important? Or the famous story of Urkastin. Avram Avinu was willing to give up his life for Hashem. 
he was given a choice if he'd be thrown into the fire, right, or if he or give up his uh, mun and the Ebeshtet. And he, this is the first Mesiris Nevesh, someone who was willing to give up his life for Hashem. No mention about that in the title. Where does it start from? A story that the Ebeshtet tells him to go to Eretz Yisrael. It's a famous question. It's a strong question. Why, wouldn't the, why would the Tater start from that? So one of the answers is, that this is exactly what the Tater is teaching us. Avraham Avinu was great even before then. He was, he was, you know, we can't fathom how great he was even until he became 75. But the Eschol of Gregodel, the fact that right now he was, became a Yid, the idea of the Jewish nation started, that's a break. The Tater wants to stress that. It wants to tell us, there's nothing, a Yid, he can have a guy which is, the biggest tzaddik, tzaddik, I mean, obviously not the term tzaddik that we're talking about here, but a tzaddik in the term of like he's the most righteous person and he, he connects to Hashem on his level and he does so many great things. A yid is something totally different. From the, the point when it starts, I'm going to make you into the, the Jewish nation starting here now, that's a break. That's, that's something totally different to anything else that happened before Tavram Avino. That's what the Torah is stressing by starting Dafka from Pasha's lessons and that's that passage of that CV to go to Eretz Yisrael. It's a known thing that there's this world is, 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 is divided to four different kinds of beings. Daimim is the inanimate, the things which like stones, uh, something that doesn't have any life whatsoever. Tzemeach are things that grow. And chayis are living beings like animals. And medaber are human beings. Right? So there's a... Um, it's vodim of rishenim. They say that even though we say generally there's four, the truth is there's a fifth level. The fifth level is a yid. In other words, what do you see from that? From the fact that they say that there's a fifth level, there's a yid. You see, just like when we talk about the difference between a doimim and a tzemech, a tzemech and a chay, chay and a medaber. We're not talking about greater, better. You have among, this, if you, among doimim, you have many different kinds of doim. You have afar, you have dust in the earth, and you have gold, right? Gold is, uh, is so much, so much, worth so much more, infinitely more than afar is. Nevertheless, they're both doimim. They both don't, they're, both, they're both in the category of them. They don't have any life. Say, Mayach, you have many different types. You have the most beautiful trees and beautiful, you know, something special, which, is, uh, which you'll only find in, uh, you'll only find in uh, special places. People go travel to see the special Tzemeach, the special tree. And you have just regular things, little grass that are, you know, half dead or whatever, but they're both Tzemeach, right? You have Chai, you have various different kinds of animals. You have animals, you have Shrotzim, you have animals which are, have even some kind of seichel and are amazing to watch them and observe them. And the same thing with human beings. You have human beings that are smarter, wiser, better, better midas. You have many different kinds of human beings, but they're all human The break between an animal, the best animal, the greatest animal, so to speak, and a human being, is a different, it's just a different thing. It's a different kind of being. A person, a human being, is a person that has seichel, has the ability to understand. A chai is the something which has the ability to have feeling. A tzemeach has life, it grows. Tzemeach doesn't have even that. Once you, once you reach that breaking point, you're talking about a different kind of being. You're not just talking about something which is greater. Because if you're talking about something that's greater within every single category itself, you could talk about ones which are so much greater than the other ones. Right? So when the, when, when the Rishonim say that a Yid is not part of Daimut Tzemeach Chaim Medaber, a Yid is something greater than Medaber, it means obviously that the difference between a Yid and a Goy is not that a Yid has better Midas than a Goy, or that a Yid is wiser than a guy, or he has an ability to, whatever it is, he has something, he has, he has greater qualities, he's given greater qualities than a guy. Obviously, we're not, we're not talking about um, what a person is, even, we're talking about the potential that someone has, but even in potential, it doesn't mean that a Yid just has a greater potential than a guy, because then, that wouldn't make him another kind of, that would be another kind of medaba, just like you have among animals, many different kinds of animals, you have among the suga medaba, you have many different kinds of people. 
Obviously, the difference between a Yid and a Goy is just like the difference between a Chay and a Medaber. Something, it's a different kind of person. It's not the same kind of human being. Right? We discussed last week, we already discussed one difference between a Yid and a Goy. Betzalem Lekim also has a certain... Let's leave that. Betzalem Lekim is... Let's leave that. Betzalem Lekim could be explained different ways. Let's leave it for now. Well, That's a good question. In general, we're saying that... Of course, a guy is a, great, a guy is a human being, right? He's not a chai. He's right. a human being. So there's a very big difference between a human being and a chai. That's not what we're... We're not trying to put down a guy. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is that a yid... Is not even a human being. In other words, a yid has something. That's not what, what he. That's not what magda. That's what, not what's magda a yid. That's not what brings out what a yid is. It's not. A, it's not just a human being. It's something totally different. Right. The um, we we already discussed last week one big difference between a yid and a guy. Like we said, the nefesh abhamis of a yid it comes from klipas naiga, comes from a klipa that has both good and bad, and the nefesh abhamis of a guy comes from klipas atmeis, where there's no good, so to speak. We explained that last week at length what that means, but. One of the things which we stressed was, what Dalt Rebbe stressed, is that the Midas of a Yid is very different to the Midas of a Goy. Right? The Midas of a Yid is able to do good purely for the sake of another person. He's not thinking about the gratification, the self-gratification that he has when he does something good to another person. So that is a, a very big difference. But that wouldn't, make, that wouldn't make a Yid another level. That wouldn't make him something other than Medaba. That's a different kind of Medaba. Among, among Medaba, we have better Medaba. We have, we have worse Medaba. We have Medaba that have more Seichel. We have Medaba that have less Seichel. We have Medaba that have better Midas. We have Medaba that have a whole different kind of Midas. But it doesn't make him a different kind of person. Right? So that, that, what we explained last week, is still within the context of Medaba Gufa, a Maila that a Yid has over a guy. What we're going to discuss now is something that makes a Yid a different kind of person totally. It's not just another Maila that a Yid has. It makes him separate, different. Okay, so let's see, let's see inside. He says, Nefesh Hashem is Yisrael, the second neshama that a Yid has, besides meaning in continuation to what we said last week, that there's one neshama, which is the Nefesh Abaham, is the life that a Yid has, the fact that he's alive, just like any other human being is alive. So that's one Nefesh. That's the Nefesh Abaham. But the Nefesh Hashem is the second Nefesh, the unique Nefesh that a Yid has. He chelek mamash. Is so to speak, a part of the Yevishtah. This Lashon Chelek Lekamimal is a Lashon of a Pasuk The Pasuk doesn't mean what we mean over here. Pasuk is talking about the Eri, saying that the Ebeshter is Mimal. It's not, it's not, it's not Pasuk Shat and the Pasuk is not talking about the Neshama V'yid. But many Mekubalim already use this Lashon of this Pasuk And they say that the Neshama V'yid is a Chelek Lekamimal, so to speak, a part of Hashem. Let's just explain a little bit what this means. I mean, we can't talk about the Ebeshter and say the Ebeshter has parts, right? And a part of the Ebeshter goes here in this person's body, and a part of the Ebeshter goes into a different person's body. What does it mean when we say, Chelek Lekam Imal Mamsh? So, going on um, in continuation to what we've already discussed last two shiurim, right, the primary focus of this Sefer is to teach us how to serve Hashem in a way that we could come to a true... Um, true recognition and true feeling of the ultimate, the true reality, that there's nothing but Hashem, right? That there's no existence besides the Ebeshter. And that's the truth, that there is nothing besides Hashem. When we, talk, when we say there's nothing besides Hashem, the Ebeshter created this world in such a way that that truth, he withheld this truth. He doesn't allow this truth to be felt. He doesn't allow it to be, to be, uh, to be accessed. Because it's not just that there's... It's, when we talk about this world and we say, we feel, when we look at this world naturally, what do we see in this world? We see a world. We don't see the Ebeshter. We see something which is created, which is separate from the Ebeshter. It's not just that, uh, it's just that we see it that way. Hashem created the world in such a way that He withheld the truth. He doesn't want that that should be able to be felt. That's the way He created the world. 
The word, the word creation, the fact that we say that there's a nivra, there's a creation. What does the word creation mean? Creation means that there's something other than him. What does it mean that there's something other than him? Not that there is actually something other than Hashem. Like we've already discussed the first shit. There's nothing besides the Ebeshtach Hasbashal. But the way that he created it is that that should be the gedder of what he's creating. That should be the, the true mahus of what he's creating. It should have a, a, a mahus of a nivra. It should be something created. It should feel that it's something separate from Hashem. That's the way it's created. So a nivra can never, whatever he's going to do, he might, you know, a person can understand intellectually maybe how there's nothing besides Hashem. But he's never going to come to a nivra, a regular nivra. He's never going to come to that true recognition and really feel it like in a natural way that there's nothing besides Hashem. Because that's, that's who he is. He was created in such a way that he can't access that truth. He's a nivra. But he's just bada the, the uniqueness of an neshama is that an neshama is a chelik elikami ma'amamish. An neshama never became a nivra. An neshama stays a chelik elikami ma'amamish. An neshama is an neshama. It's something which Hashem is giving to every single person. But an neshama stays in tune with this reality that there's nothing besides the Ebeshter. That's why he's a chelik elikam imamamish. He's not something created, he's something which his whole being is about recognizing and feeling this truth that there's nothing besides Hashem. Right? So it's not, it, it's, it's not, not to say that there's, the Ebeshter takes a part of him and, so to speak, puts it into every person. It's not a lakus harbechas v'sham, like there's the, some of the lashonis of the Kabbalah that discuss this idea of a chelik elikam They say, how can we say every person has a chelik elikam There's a lakus harbechas v'sham. What it means is that this neshama that a yid has is godly. It's a lekai. It's, it's getlech. It's godly. It's not nivradik. It's not something that was created. It's something which is, has that the abishtas look at things, not the creation's look. There's a, um, the Alter Rebbe had once in the Yechidist, there was a big chassid called Ramesha Meizlish. The Alter Rebbe said to him in a private Yechidist, he said to him, Rabbi Niyana writes in Shara Tshuva that the Nisham of Ayyid is Makaras Asribayna, or Yidas Asribayna, knows about the Ebishtas. The Altarebbe says, I and my Sefer, I wanted to stress and bring out more what Rabbi Niyana means, meaning in a deeper way than you would simply understand. So that's why I wrote Chelek Lekamimah. And he says, What does that mean? Meaning to say that it's not just that the Nisham is a being that knows about the Ebishtas. The Nisham is, the Altarebbe said, the Nisham is, you know, he's always fire, fire about, about this idea that what? At Er is Klar Faram, and Kenein is Nish Faram. He said that the Ebeshter is the only thing which is clearly in existence, and nothing else is in existence. That's what a Neshama is. In other words, a Neshama, it's not just some, an, a, a more edel person, someone which is more refined and is able to understand more about the Ebeshter. Neshama's whole being is all about being excited about the fact that there's nothing besides Hashem, that the only true existence is the Ebeshter. So that's a, that's a, a Chelikal Kamimal, that's a godly existence, not a Nivredik existence. Right. Okay. So um, if we um, if we think about this now, what we're learning now about this chelik lekamimal, we we mentioned before that this daimim tzemei chaimedaber. There are four different levels daimim tzemei chaimedaber. We mentioned that the neshushenim say that a yid is a fifth level. It's not a regular. It's not just a medaber. It's something else. It's different. Question is, if that's the case, why do we usually find the Lashon of many, many Svarim, David Tzimei Chaim Edaber? It doesn't talk about five, it talks about four. David Tzimei Chaim Edaber, not about David Tzimei Chaim Edaber, Yehudi, Ayid, right? The answer is that the difference between Ayid and a Medaber is not the difference between a Medaber and a Chai, or a Chai and a Tzimech. The difference between Ayid and a Medaber is all the David Tzimei Chaim Edaber, those are four different kinds of creations. Within creations, there's a daimim, there's a semeach, there's a chai, and there's a medaber. A yid, 
is a chelik l'kamimal. He's not a creation. He has the godly perspective. He has the neshama. Neshama is... It's all about that there's nothing besides Hashem. It's not the way the Ebishter created the world that there, you feel naturally there is something separate to the Ebishter. So the difference between a Yid and a, and a non-Yid is even more than the difference, so to speak, than a human being and an animal. Not to chas put down the male of a human being. A human being is like you said, but Salam al-Kim Adam. A human being has seichel. A human being is tremendous. But nevertheless, we're bringing up how great the idea of a Yid is that how, how much more, this, the fact that we have an Hashem within us, it elevates us more than like if we would take, we'd say human being times two. In other words, a human being is elevated from an animal. A yid is more than that. He's, he has times two that mile of an animal. No, it's not times two. It's something totally, totally different. We don't even call it the fifth sud. It's something, it's, a, it's, it's part of the eibishter. It's not part of the nivroi. Which is a, one of the reasons why, when we learn about this, right? this teaches us what a yid is. In other words, sometimes people think, you have a yid, let's say, that's a, Keeps Tehra Mitzvahs. You have a Yid which has no connection to Tehra Mitzvahs, openly. Doesn't keep any Tehra Mitzvahs. The Yid who doesn't keep any Tehra Mitzvahs, is he more similar to the Yid that keeps Tehra Mitzvahs? Or is he more similar to a guy? Many times you'll have people, without thinking, they'll say, he's a guy Gomer. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's like a member, like a guy. Right? He, what, what, what connection does he have to the, to, to the Yiddishkeit? He doesn't seem to do anything like a Yid. He doesn't act like a Yid. The truth is, of course, doing mitzvahs is, there's nothing greater than doing mitzvahs, and that's part of what we're going to discuss in Sefer Atani, is we're going to bring out how, how great it is to do mitzvahs. But the truth is that the, if we're talking about the person, who you are, the difference between a yid and a goy is not, is not because of he does mitzvahs or doesn't do mitzvahs. The difference between a yid and a goy is that a yid has within him a nefesh alakis, has within him a godly soul, has within him this ability, the very fact that a yid could like we're going to speak later in the Prakmatani, come to this Hakkara, that he could live in such a way, that he could live with Enam Mavad, that there's nothing besides David. So where does that come from? He has an Ashama within him. He has a, a, a Chelek Alekah. He has a godly part within him. That doesn't matter how much, if he never did any mitzvahs ever in his life, if he has no open connection, maybe even if he doesn't even know he's a Yid. He's born to a Jewish mother and he doesn't even know he's a Yid. He's a Chelek. He is a Yid. He is part of that fifth Sug, the Sug of Yidin, and not part of the Sug of Mimadabe. And therefore he's. It, 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 the difference between him and a yid, which keeps Tehra Mitzvahs and is a regular shame of Tehra Mitzvahs, pales in comparison to the difference between him and a guy. Him and, him and another yid, okay, a, one is doing what he's supposed to do, one is not doing what he's supposed to do. One is in a better situation, one is in a worse situation. But if we're talking about who they are, a regular person is a person, is a human being, is a creation. A yid is, has a chelik l'kami ma'am mamish. That doesn't matter what you do and what you don't do. That's true, that's true. They kill anybody, that's true. Yeah, that was somewhere where it was expressed. Uh, unfortunately, that I had to express itself in such a way, but we should live in such a way that we don't, uh, we don't have to wait for bad situations. We should live in a, in a day-to-day life that it should be expressed in a, in a good, in, in a good times also. Right. But doesn't that also okay. mean that, that it's not part of that fifth level? There's no fifth level, it's still four levels, and he's separate from that. He's separate, that's right. That's but why. it's not the, fifth level. It's not, that's, that's why the Rishonim don't, don't usually mention the usual Lashon of Deim Hamidah, but just they once in a while want us to, expo- to show us that a yid is so separate, so they say there's a fifth level. But usually we don't talk about five levels, we talk about four levels. Right? The, um, the Rambam writes that Ein The Rambam writes that even a person which is Eved Avei Dezara, right, and he's Apikaitis, he has uh, all the dinim of, very strict dinim, how you're supposed to, which don't necessarily apply today, like uh, most Paskim say, they don't apply even the Chazanish, it's very strong about that, that it doesn't apply today, uh, the dinim of Merid Bey Mailim. But even Rambam's times, when he's talking about real Apikorsin, he says, even someone which has all these dinim that you're really supposed to not act towards him and uh, you're even supposed to kill him, etc. But if he wants to do tshuva, 
Does he have to become, does he have to have gaitas? Does he have to do gaitas? No. He doesn't have to have gaitas. What does that show? This idea, a gaitas kekatat shenel dami, we said before. A yid that does tshuva is not kekatat shenel dami. He was a yid all the time. He was a yid in the same way that he is a yid afterwards. A chelik didn't change. That doesn't change. He's always, he had that idea that he was, even when he was in the worst places possible, he was chas serving Abed but he's still a yid. He's in a terrible state. He needs to do tshuva, but he's a yid. Right? So it's important for us to remember that what a yid is. As once, uh, my father told me once on a, on a plane, and my father lives in Australia. So he was, um, he was sitting next to a yid that wasn't from Australia. And for a lot of yid, some a lot of people here also. Australia sounds like something you know otherworldly. So it's like they want to find what's what's like over their life. So he asks him. Uh, he asks my father, "How many yidin are there in Sydney?" So my father said, "There's about twenty thousand yidin there." He said, "No, no, no. I didn't mean. I didn't mean that. I meant how many from the yidin, right?" In other words, sometimes people are because we're used to. We're used to the external. We're used to what's what, you know, what does it mean? Yid means a person that lives a life like we live, right? But that's not true. We have to get used to looking at a Yid, at the truth of what a Yid is. And it makes a big difference because then when we encounter a Yid, which is not where he's supposed to be, if we have the true perspective of what he, what he is and we realize that he's a Yid, then we, have, we can bring out that potential so much more when we, when we look at him in the right, with the right eye. Right? The Rebbe used to, uh, didn't like even the term that some people use, Kirv Rechaikim. The Rebbe didn't like that term because he said there's no Yid that's a Rachik. He said it's Kid of Kravim, not a Kid of Rechaikim. So that, that, that was to bring out, to stress more this point that a Yid is a Chelik Lakami Mamma. She didn't even want to use such a lashon of Kid of Rechaikim. I'm sorry if this is quoted somewhere else, but so we're saying that a Yid is about what he does, what, who he is, not about what he does. But doesn't it say elsewhere that, that, that he becomes like Yitush Kadmach, like he goes to the okay. end of... Okay, we're going to learn when we get there, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't change the fact that he's a Yid. That we're talking about the Nefesh Abahamis, we say so much lower when, he, when a Yid does an Aveda, even lower than a Yitush. But the fact that he has a Nefesh Lakis doesn't change, right? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. In those Prakim Gufa, when the Rebbe talks about how low you are and that you're really Nefesh Abahamis, he, he himself stresses later in the Pedic that you're real you is the, is the Nefesh Lakis. Well, but that, that's, let's, let's, let's go, we'll get there, we'll get there, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It says on Shabbos, you get in the Shammah, you say, that, what, what is that, where is that, where is that category? That's a good question, but I don't, I think Nashi over there says in the Shammah, you say that you're able to eat more, Rashi says, right? It's part of the Nefesh Bahamas. <laughs> no, 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 not Nefesh Bahamas, no, Chas V'Shom, to say it, but never. I, I mean, I, probably, I don't think the, the fact that we say Nefesh Yisait, I don't want to say it without, no, I, want to, I, would, I would want to look it up and see what it says, clearly it's one about Nefesh Yisait, but I assume that Nefesh Yisait, Shammah Yisait of, of Shabbos is not, a difference like we're saying over here that you're a different person. It's more just an added element in the more. So it's like an expression that we say in the Shammah I mean, that's why I brought Rashi that shows you that it's not a, a Hevdum Mahusi that we're talking about a different kind of person on Shabbos. It's more of, you know, you have different Chushim on Shabbos. You have different, uh, yeah. I, just, I don't want to, we're going off topic, but because I mentioned the Rashi and I see some people thought it's a little funny, I just want to say that the, the Vashanta says, Raven Gam Sein Nashim Antisatav. Vashanta says, that when a person a yid is hungry, the real reason why, the true reason why you're hungry is because there's sparks, there's, spark, there's hidden sparks over there, and you're able to elevate it by saying a bracha and eating for the right reason. So the same when a yid on Shabbos is more hungry, it's not that he's uh, more, more grub on Shabbos, more lower on Shabbos. It's Adrabah, he has that desire to do, to bring up, to elevate even more sparks on Shabbos. So that's the inner beer of that in Okay, but Akupanim, that's a very little bit, uh, that's, a, that's a very separate discussion. Okay, so let's see a little more what Al-Tarabah says. Meshachosov, it says, when the Torah discusses the creation of Adam Arishan, 
Now, the creation of Adam Arishan, Adam Arishan was the first man, not the first Yid. But Adam Arishan, because he had within him all the Nishamas of Yid, and also it says all the Nishamas of Yid are included in Adam Arishan. So the way Adam Arishan was created shows us about the Nishama, how the, the Nishama of Yid. So it says about Adam Arishan that Hashem blew in a Nishama into Adam Arishan. Now, obviously, when we talk about the Eivishter, we know that Eivishter doesn't have a body, doesn't have anything even that resembles a body. Like the Ramam says, you know, that the fact that it says Yad Hashem or Ein Hashem, it's all Amorphous. It's all Amorphous. It's all to bring out different uh, 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 and it's not just a, a question, what does it mean that he blew? If we analyze it a little more and we think about the rest of the Bria, the rest of the creation, we'll see that there's a very different, there's a big difference of expression. When the Ebishta talks, when the Teda talks about how the Ebishta created the world, the Teda says, Right? It was four words, four diburin, sorry, ten diburin, ten, uh, ten uh, expressions of dibur. Bidvar Hashem Shamayim Nasa, the Pasuk says. The Ebishta created the Shamayim, Bidvar Hashem, with the dibur of the Ebishta. Here, when we talk about Adam Arishin, we have a unique expression, that he blew. So why the difference? So he says, We see that when a person talks, he, there's also some air coming out of his mouth, there's hevel, there's air coming out of his mouth, that the words itself are some form of air that are leaving his mouth. And uh, when a person blows, he's blowing out air from his mouth or from his nose. But there's a very big difference. We see that when a person talks, he can talk and talk and talk and talk and not get tired. When a person blows, even after a little bit, he gets very, he stops, he can't do it for too much longer. Why? The reason is, gashmi is simply the, the physically, a person's blowing, he's coming from his like real insight. When you talk, it's like an external thing. But to understand this a little bit better, we're going to bring also now the difference between machshava and dibur. When we talk about Someone thinking, machshava. A person has thoughts. And we talk about someone talking. What's the difference between thinking and talking? The difference is, thinking is you. Your thoughts. Right? Talking is not about you. You don't need to talk for yourself. Talking is about being able to reveal your thoughts to someone else. In other words, talking is very external. Talking is about... Talking is about... It's not, it's not about what I feel. It's about just be giving, that out, giving that over to someone else. It's like my chitzenius, my, my, the lowest part of me, the way I just give it to someone else. Like we find when someone um, thinking about his, like some deep emotion, something that's really bothering him, when he gives it over in words, he's never going to express it the way he expressed it in his own thoughts. It's never going to come out the same way. When he's in a matzah of simcha, if he has something that's really, you know, not just a regular simcha, something that really he appreciates, something that was dear to him, he wants to tell it to a regular person that's not experiencing the same experience as him. He could try to explain it to him, but it's never going to come out the same way that it is in his own machshavas. Machshav is something which is primistic. Dibur is something which is there for someone else. Similar thing is the idea of this the idea also of nafikha, in a more gashmistic way, when we talk about blowing, blowing is the real you. You're blowing yourself out. When it's dibur, it's just giving out some words, some external part of me I'm giving out for myself. What does this mean in the nimshal? What does this mean in the... What are we trying to say about the neshama? When the Eivishter created the world, right, we said Hashem made a nivra. He made something external, something separate to Him, so to speak. Of course, the truth is that even after the Eivishter created everything, it remains that there's no other existence besides the Eivishter. But like we said, the way He created everything else is in such a way that they're not able to access that truth. They, they, they feel themselves as something other. Therefore, what are they created by? Hashem's dibur. Dibur is, it's for something else. It's for someone else. It's not me. 
It's going out of the Ebeshta, so to speak. And we talk about the Neshama, we don't use the Lashon of Dibur. We say the Ebeshta created the Neshama, Vayipach Ba'ap of Nishmas Chaim. It's the Ebeshta himself. The Neshama remains guarded. The Neshama remains Chelek Elkami Ma'at. Even when it goes down, even when it becomes into a goof, even when it comes down to this world, it's Vayipach Ba'ap of Nishmas Chaim. It's Machshava, we're going to say in a second. We're going to bring Lashonis and say about Machshava. Machshava of the Ebeshta. It's part of the Ebeshta. It's not the way the Ebeshta is leaving himself, so to speak, making something other, something separate, something lower. That's why we use these expressions when we talk about the Nisham. Like he says, Kachotarach Mashal, Nishmas, Nishamas Yisrael, Alu B'Machshava. Nishamas Yisrael says, Yisrael Alu B'Machshava. It's an expression, Yisrael Alu B'Machshava. Expression of Chazal. Yisrael Alu B'Machshava. What do we mean Yisrael Alu B'Machshava? Yisrael, as opposed to everything else that was created by the Dibur of the Ebeshta, the Nishamas of Yidna are part of the Nishamas of the Ebeshta. It's a godly thing. It's not an outward thing. It's not something which the Ebeshta is leaving himself. So we see already two places that brings out this point. Two, the fact that the Nisham was created by Yipach Pap of Nishmas Chaim, and the fact that it says Yisrael al Machshava as opposed to Dib. Regarding the first point, isn't Adam, I mean, we kind of touched on this, that he's like the father of all. That's what I mentioned a second. I mentioned the passing. In other words, it says though, it says that Adam Arishan, all the Nishamas of Yidin are included in Adam Arishan. That's what it says in the Nishmas Adam Arishan. That's what it says in Kabbalah Svar. So you see that although Adam Arishan is maybe, for some reason, from him came also Goyim, but it seems like Adam Arishan primarily is the source of Yidin. Right? So it's, it says in Kabbalah, it says that all this Tayag, there's different, uh, different levels, let's say, uh, from, from like Ikvus of the Meshich, let's say. We call it Ikvus of the Meshich. What does it mean, Ikvus of the Meshich? We're going to touch on it also later in this period, actually. Ikvus of the Meshich is just like the Akvai and the heels are like the lowest part of the Guf. Same thing, the Neshamas of this generation are like the heels of Adam Arishan. In other words, all the Neshamas of all the generations are like part of the Neshamas of Adam Arishan. Which shows you that Adam Arishan is, is primarily a source of, uh, of Neshamas of Eden. Right, so. Is the Altarebi using it as proof that it, Take is, uh, that the Neshama, or it's just like a way of expressing how the Neshama is different? No, it's, it says, it says by, he's bringing a Rai from there, because it says Take, there's a difference between the way the Neshama was created and the way all the rest of the Nevraim were created. So that's a Rai that the Neshama is different. And because, like I said, the Ike, the Adam Arishan is not even considered the first year, but he could, it seems to be that he's considered the source of all Yid, or the source of all Neshamas of Yid. Right, yeah. Okay. Now he, thinks, now he brings another thing. Al-Tarev brings a third place where we see the uniqueness of an Hashem of Eid. We are referred to Hashem as Hashem's children. What do we mean when we refer to as Hashem's children? It says like it says that a, um, a, a, the, the Gemara says in Chul, the Gemara says that there was a case over there. Someone was in the Beis HaMechatz, he was in the bathhouse, and he got to, his head got injured. And one of the Amiraim, I forget now who was, says over there that he's not able to be moiled anymore. He's not able to, to give birth anymore. And um, Rashi says, why? Because killed us Haish Rashi says over there that the Zara, the tip of Zara that goes out and can ultimately creates the, the Vlad, is, comes from the Mayach of the Ba'af, from the brain. Therefore, if his brain was injured, in that case, he wasn't able to be moiled anymore. I don't know how, how that fits in with today's science exactly, but whatever it is, that's, that's what obviously this. That's what it says in Taita, that's true. We have to understand exactly how to interpret it in, in, in modern day science, but that's the, the, that's the ultimately where Meyach is the Zara of the Av to, uh, to the brain of a father. Zara of the, of the son, sorry, to the brain of the father. And we say that at the brain, the Zara goes down, the Chuta Shadra, around the spine, and then it all goes out, and that's, that's what creates the Vlad. So, what does that mean? What does it mean when we say that the, the tip of the Zara comes from the Meyach Av? That was, we find a child is similar to his father in many ways. Right? He's always similar to the father, often in his middis, in his seichel. 
it's actually interesting. Chassidus says, it says, You have an expression that the son is sometimes greater than the father. So Chassidus says, This that is greater actually also comes from the father. It's just that sometimes the father has potential, hidden potential that he doesn't even know about, right? And doesn't, it's not revealed. And by the son, it, you see it, you see it clearly, by the son it's revealed. So that also came, In other words, the son comes, What do we mean by meyachav? He's not just like a, comes from the external parts of the father. He's not just that he looks like the father. He has something similar to the father in an external way. He comes from the real panemius of the father. The mayachav. The mayach is the panemius of Adam. Where the real, where you are, your brain, your understanding, your, lie, your, your thinking. So a son connects to the father in a panemius stick away. So the same thing we say is also with the yidin. The yidin's, um, a yidin's, Yidin come from every single Nisham of every single Yid comes to the Machshav and the Chachm of the Ebeshter. In other words, we come, so to speak, from Hashem's essence. Not from the way the Ebeshter relates to Nivrayim and the Ebeshter lowered himself to be revealed to something that he creates, something other than him. We come from, just like a Ben comes from the Mayachav, we come, so to speak, from Hashem's Chachm, from Hashem's inner self himself. Now, now the Altarebbe is going to go on on a little bit of a, like, a tan, not a tangent, but a little bit of more like to elaborate on this point that we come from Chachm of the Ebeshter. In other words, the, the Lashon, in, in, we say in Nishma, we come from the Ebeshtaz, uh, we come from the Ebeshtaz Mayach, so to speak. That means we come from Hashem's Chachma. When we talk about Chachma by the Ebeshtaz, we're going to learn next week in Mitzvah Shem, we're going to learn the Haggah, we'll understand this better. But the, when we talk about Hashem's Chachma, Hashem can't be described by anything. In other words, what is, when we talk about the Ebeshtaz, is the Ebeshtaz the ultimate smartest being? Is that what the Ebeshtaz is? That's, that's not, that can't bring out what the Ebeshtaz is either. The Ebeshtaz is higher than anything. Like we talk about, for example, just to bring it a little bit of an example that would bring it out a little more. We say 2 plus 2 is 4, right? 2 plus 2 is 4. It's impossible to imagine that 2 plus 2 should be 5. That's impossible. That's, it's not, in other words, we can't think about in our world of, uh, we can't think about an existence that this should, the world should be exist in such a way that 2 plus 2 should be 5. It just doesn't make sense. An if, two, if you have two and, four, 2 and 2, it has to be 4. That seems to be something which is automatic. That doesn't have to be created. The fact that 2 and 2 is 4 is not a creation, at least that's the way we think, right? It's not a creation, that's something that's there. Now, if there are going to be two objects and another two objects, that has to be created. But the fact, the logic behind the fact that if you're going to have two objects and you have another two objects, that's, that doesn't have to be created, that's there be'etzim, that's there automatically. The truth is, though, that the Eibishter is kol yachu, we say. Hashem is, there's no limitations whatsoever. Which means that even that logic is something that Hashem created. The fact that we can't imagine and we, can't, we think that it doesn't have to be created is because we're part of this world where we don't see another option. But Hashem could have made a world that there should be two and two and five is five. In other words, even logic is a creation of the Eibishta. So when we talk about the Eibishta and we say the Eibishta is a Chacham Nifla. Eibishta has unbelievable Chachma. That Chachma aspect of the Eibishta is the way the Eibishta lowered himself, so to speak. Into, and now he has the idea that the Eibishta is a Chacham. We're going to understand this a lot better when we learn next week that God. But just... I'll preface what we're going to say now. In other words, it's not, it's not that Hashem naturally is a Chacham. The idea of Chachma is a creation of the Eibishter. So Hashem put Himself in such a form in order to relate more to the worlds. He made Himself a Chacham, a Chastan, all these great attributes that we attribute to the Eibishter. So the question is like this. The question is, for, 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 for our purpose of what we're talking about today, the question is like this. If we're saying that what is a Yid? A Yid is like a Ben. A Yid is like a son of the Eibishter. Just like the Ben comes from the Mayachav. So too, a yid comes from, the yid's neshama comes, so to speak, from the chachma of the Eibishter. Right? And that brings out, 
that the, we come from, so to speak, the Pneumius of the Ebeshter, there's a very big difference between the Mashal and the Nimshal. When we talk about a father, yeah, the, true, the essence of a father is in his brain. That's where, that's where his, it's not just how he looks or how he talks, who he really is is in his brain. How he thinks, how he feels, that's in his brain. When we talk about the Ebeshter, saying that we come from Chachma of the Ebeshter, does that mean that we come from Hashem, the essence of Hashem himself? Seemingly that's already an external aspect of the Ebeshter, the way the Ebeshter is lowering himself, not the way the Ebeshter is himself, so to speak. We're trying to bring out the entire time here that a Neshama is godly. A Neshama is a Chelek Elekamimah. A Neshama stays connected to Hashem himself, not the way the Ebeshter is lowering himself to relate to something other. Right? So how does that work? When we, this Moshul of a Ben, Luchur is not a good Moshul. If we come from the Chachm of the Ebeshter, that's already not Hashem himself. That's already Hashem lowering himself in, certain, in a certain form. That's, that's the question that he's addressing. So he says like this. He says, He says like this. Hashem, it's, it's a Lashon of the Zayv. Lashon of Pasach Eliyad. Lashon of the Tkun Hashem has Chachma. But his chachma is not chachma yidiyah. What does it mean it's not chachma yidiyah? We have sometimes a person is uh, very smart, right? As a, you have sometimes someone says something that's so deep that no one can understand what he's saying. But everyone recognizes that we're talking about a chachma over here. Elamai. It's, no, it's so deep. It's at kaitzer amasig because of the depth of it and the, and, and the fact that we're so limited, we can't understand it. But the fact that it's chachma, that's recognizable. When we talk about Hashem's Chachma, the fact that Hashem is a Chacham, it's not, it's not that Hashem's Chachma is greater. Hashem understands things that we can't understand. Hashem taught, you know, the Chukim in the Torah, Paradum. No one knows the reason. So it's not just that there's a, there's a reason, and it's so deep, just we don't get it. We can't understand. We're too limited to understand. It's something which we can't even compare at all to our Chachma. We're going to see in a second why, why it's so different. But it's something which is not comparable whatsoever. Like it brings in a, Altra brings in another place, in the Geras HaKedish. He says, Avram Avinu said, Vanechi Afa We had a few weeks ago. Nechi Afa So the inner meaning of what that means, Nechi Afa is he's saying like this. Avram Avinu, it's known that he was Chesed. He was all about Chesed. It speaks about many Sifrik Kabbalah. Avram Avinu, it says, Avram Eyavai. Lashon of the Pasuk. Avram Eyavai. Avram was Chesed. It says, Avram's Chesed was so great that he wasn't just a person that was doing chesed. Avram, just like Hashem is a chastan, Hashem says, one of the descriptions of the Ebesh is Hashem does chesed. So Hashem's, Hashem's chesed, so to speak, Avram was like a vehicle for Hashem's chesed. Avram was like, a, like, a, like a, 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 a lower form of Hashem's chesed coming down into this world. That was, he was like an expression of Hashem's chesed. He was so mad about himself, just allowed Hashem's chesed to go through him. So Avram Avinu said, In other words, even though I am an expression of Hashem's chesed, we shouldn't think that Hashem's chesed, the way it is in its purest form, not the way it came down here into the body of Avram, is just a hundred times greater than the chesed that you're seeing here. A million times greater. A billion times greater. What's eifer? What's ashes? Ashes, you take something and you burn it, right? And now you have ashes. You had wood and now you have ashes. The ashes comes from the wood. The ashes is coming from the wood, right? It's not something separate than the wood. It's coming from the wood. Nevertheless, there, ashes and wood is a different kind of it's a different kind of thing it's not just a more refined wood or less refined wood this is ashes and this is wood it's like a total break the same thing Avram Avinu said true I am an expression of Hashem's chesed when we talk about chesed in this world even by Avram Avinu as great as it's going to be we shouldn't even dream of thinking to compare Hashem's chesed to the chesed that we see here 
similarity makes it like you can't compare that. Just forget about this. It's like just don't go into this. All kinds of has I'm getting something else from me, right? And like what about has I give you my food, my money, my mind, my. Mm-hmm. I just it's unlimited. There's no comparison. Like if I get a limited amount of food, a limited amount of money. Like, the, Wait, that question about him having unlimited is a different thing, but 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 you remind me of like this that I, that Ramam says that a person is uh, he asks the question he says we have a ikebedas that a person has bechira he has free choice right On the other hand we know that Hashem knows everything and Hashem knows everything that's going to happen so the Ramam says how is it possible to uh, to uh, you know to, to Hashem knows what you're going to do and then you have free choice so the Ramam says the answer for this is very deep and, and needs a lot of explanation I'm not going to be able to explain it to you says the Ramam but you just have to realize this that Hashem's chachma and yidiyah doesn't work like our chachma he actually brings a lashon which we're going to quote over here so Hashem's yidiyah and Hashem's chachma is totally very not doesn't work the same way our chachma works and therefore you can't ask a question on how Hashem knows and how we're going to have free choice so the Ravid says over there. I mean I'm paraphrasing not exactly what the Ravid says but he basically says like this you know if you're going to be a yid which just believes which is great. So then we don't have the question in the first place. I mean, we know that we, we have free choice. We know Hashem knows everything. Okay, it doesn't matter. That it's a contradiction. Who cares? You know, we believe. So what's the difference? If you're, if, if you're trying to explain things, because there is a, a, a mile when you understand it also, it's better sometimes when you understand it, you feel more comfortable with it, or it's part of you, you internalize it more if you understand it. Okay, but then, then you have to explain it. Basically what the Rahman did is he didn't do this and he didn't do, he didn't do either way. He started to say some explanation, but he didn't explain anything. So the Rahman says, better just leave it on him. If you don't have an explanation, say we just believe. If you have an explanation, you have to explain it. You can't, you can't just say, uh, so, so, so one, of the, one of the ways of understanding the Rambam is that even when you don't understand something, when you know what you don't understand, it's a form of understanding also. Yediyah Sashlila is also a form of understanding. In other words, when we say, why is Hashem able to know, and us, and nevertheless, it's not a spirit to our free choice, because Hashem's understanding works differently, which the fact that Hashem's understanding works differently is a logical thing, without getting into it now, but that's logical, so that already brings the whole concept closer to our logic also. We understand why we don't understand. We understand that it makes sense that we shouldn't understand. It's not just that a tater told us and it doesn't make sense, but we accept it. It makes sense not to understand because Hashem's logic works different. And that's, that's, that's logical that Hashem's logic works different. So if Hashem's logic works different, it makes sense now that it doesn't make sense, that it makes sense why we're able to have Hashem knowing and we should have free choice at the same time. So when we, when we say that Hashem is greater than us, right, you're asking, why do we even talk about it? When we understand what we don't understand, it also brings it closer to us on some level. Because we know what we don't understand, right? We have a, we have a connection now. We have an a, a idea about what we're talking about, how great the Ebeshter is. Of course, we don't understand what the Ebeshter is, but how great he is, how removed he is from us, that we can understand on some level. Okay, anyway, getting back to the point. So, 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 um, so we say, we said Avram was trying to bring out that his chesed over here was so removed from Hashem's chesed that it's like Eifer, like ashes is like uh, with, uh, with, with, with wood. So the same thing is when we talk about Chachm. We say, Hashem's Chachm is not just that Hashem is like Shleim HaMelech times a million. He understands things much more than we understand. It doesn't work like our Chachm works. What does that mean? He says, Elohu v'chachmasi echad. Hashem is one with his Chachma. Let me explain this a little bit like this. We have, um, there's a, when we talk about a person, right, a person is not one with his Chachma. Like we're going to say, let's read a little more. It says, A person is not totally one with his Chachma. There's the Mada. Mada means the, the concept of understanding, the Kayach of understanding. The Yedei is the person that understands. By a person, the Mada and the Yedeya are two separate things. There's the person and there's the Kayach that he has to understand. Where do we see that? For example, when you talk about a person, a Tinnik Ben Yeme, someone that was just born, and you talk about someone that's older, 
are they alive in the same way? Are they both alive just as much? Is the Tinnik Ben just as much alive as the older person is alive? Of course, right? They're both, alive, they're both li- living human beings. You'd be, uh, you know, if Chas V'Shalom, someone kills them, he's, he's doing the same Aveda, he's, he's killing a, li- a living being. They're alive the same way. But when we talk about Seichel, can we compare the concept of, not just of how much he knows and how much he's learned, can we compare even the way his Seichel works when we're talking about a Tinnik Ben to someone older? Of course not. So why would if, if a human being, part of what the human being is, is his Seichel, that's what he is, that defines him, so then we would have to say that he's someone which his Seichel has developed more, is more alive than someone whose Seichel hasn't developed more. But no one would say that. You'll say he's alive the same way. What does that show you? Life is not Seichel. There's your life. There's an added element, so to speak, over here that Hashem gave you the, the Kayach to have Seichel. But that's not who the person is. This is the Yedeya. And this is the Mado. The Mado is very, very united with the Yedeya. But it's two separate things. We could talk about the Mado, we could talk about the Yedeya. When a person, let's say, learned something, got very intimate in Seichel with someone else. In other words, he, he very close to a Rav, but very close in the level, intellectual level. He learned a lot from a certain Rav. Is he going to say, I know the Rav himself? I know, I got to know his Seichel. Him? Not necessarily. I can know nothing about it. I know his seichel. I connected to his seichel. The seichel of a person is not the person himself. It's something, it's, it's, it's separate to the person himself. That's by a human being. By the Eivishta we say, Hu v'chachmasi echot. The Ramam says, Hu amada, hu ayideya. He's one. And he says, V'davar zeh ein b'yechelu sa'adam l'avina al-burye. Ki t'chsiv ha-chekel al-ka t'imsa. V'chsiv ki loy machshavei samachshavei seichel. This is something that we can understand. When we talk about Hashem, Hashem himself is very much greater than Chachma, like we said before. But when he unites with his own Chachma, so to speak, he becomes Mamish one. What does it mean one? Elsewhere, the Al-Tarebbe develop, uh, explains this a little more. He says, there's Achtos Pshuta, he says. He refers to this as Achtos Pshuta. There's something called Achtos Murkeves, and there's something called Achtos Pshuta. Achtos Murkeves means, for example, I have a body, right? A body is made up of many different parts. There's a, a leg, there's an arm, there's, a, there's eyes, there's nose, there's a, ears. It's all, but it's one, it's one body, though. So that's a Achtos Murkeves, an Achtos of many different things that came together, and now they're one. When you talk about a body, it's very obvious that it's an achtas murkevis. Even after they became one, you could still separate them, right? You could separate, their, their, and each one is in a different part of the place, is in a different space, in a different place, is separate from the other one. It's only that right now they're together. I could still dis- dismantle it and, put, and separate each one from the other one. Let's say that we talk about someone which learned something. You learned a, a Mishnah Bavakam. Before you learned the Mishnah Bavakam, you didn't know it. It wasn't in your brain. Now you learned the Mishnah. That... Mishnah, that halacha that you learned now is part of you now. It's stored in your brain. Can you separate that from yourself? No, that's you now, right? In other words, it's not, it's not like we're going to go and, uh, and, and you know, find like one part of your body where that idea is. That's, you're a person now that knows that. Before that, you were a person that didn't know that Mishnah. Now you're a person that knows that Mishnah. So this idea became part of you. Nevertheless, are we going to call that an actus pshuta or an actus murkevis? Is it an actus of things coming together or is it an actus that it's like one? It's still an actus of two things coming together for a simple ayah. Yesterday you didn't know the Mishnah, today you know the Mishnah. What does that show you? That it's two things that came together. It's not, it's not, it's one. It's, they became so one that you can't separate them now. But they're, but they're two things that came together. Let me go a little bit deeper. Let's say you talk about someone being a chacham. Not about what he knows, but about who he is. He is a ish chacham. He is a ish chesed. Not the Chachma that he knows. The fact that he's smart. The fact that he has that capacity, that intellectual capacity. That fact that he's a Chachma. He might, he's born a Chachma. He was born differently. He was born a genius. He was born, he was born with, with, with capabilities of being very smart. If we'll use them out, that's a different story. But he was born in such a way that he's very smart. 
is that an achtas pshut or is that an achtas murkevis? Is that something that's that's separate to him and come to, came together, or is it like one mamish? Even that's an achtas murkevis, because the fact is, you could talk about someone, a human being that's not so smart, and you could talk about a human being that is smart. What does that show you? That the human being part of him is not one with the fact that he's smart. He's a human being, and he happens to be smart. It's so one, he was born with it. There was never a time that he wasn't smart. He was born with that capability that he's, a, he's very smart. But, that's, but that's, there's, two, there's two elements here that came together and became one. In, in, in Seicheldik, if we're talking about it, it's not time-wise that there was once a time that, that he wasn't smart, and then something, this, this ability to be smart came, came back and came part of it. We're talking about conception in Havana. In Havana, there's two separate things over here. There's the him, and there's the fact that he's smart. There's two separate here. We don't have an example in our, in this, in, in our world of something that's an achtas pshuta. You can never have, you can have one that's one, but if you, don't have, if you have something which you're talking about, two concepts, you can never have that they should come together and they should be one in such a way that they're not separable. That they're not, meaning that they're, that they're really one. That they're not just two things that came together. When we talk about the Eibishter, we say, him and chachmas is echot. That's what it means. We can't understand. We talk about Hashem's chachmas. It's not just that we can't understand. It's greater chachmas than that. His whole chachmas works different to our chachmas. Hashem, even though Hashem himself is higher than logic, higher than chachmas, when he decided to put himself in a form of chachmas, so to speak, he becomes one with it in such a way that it's inseparable. It's, it's him himself. Why are we saying all of this? Because, again, we said a mashal that an neshama comes is like a ben. Just like a ben comes from the mayachav, so too neshamas are, so to speak, from the Chachma of the Eibishter. So we ask the question, Chachma of the Eibishter, Hashem is higher than Chachma. Chachma of the Eibishter is the way Hashem lowered himself to relate to something other than him, so to speak, to put himself in a form that he could be relatable to. And it's not Hashem himself, so to speak. And the whole idea which we're trying to bring out in this Pedic is that a Neshama is different to anything else. A Neshama is not Dibur. A Neshama is not something the way Hashem lowered himself to relate to other things. A Neshama is part of Hashem himself, has that godly perspective is always about that there's nothing besides Hashem. So we said if a neshama comes from Hashem's chachma, right, is a, Hashem's chachma is, a, is, is, is not really him, so to speak. That's a, a lowered version. That's the way Hashem is relating to something else. We said, no, it's true. We're going to learn next week that go. We'll understand how the two things go together. But the truth is, the fact, once Hashem put himself in an Indian of chachma, Hashem and his chachma is totally one. So when we say that a yid comes from Hashem's chachma, that means that he comes from the essence of Hashem. It's not, it's not, it's not a, a level of Hashem. It's not a, a part of Hashem. Not the way Hashem lowered himself. He's coming from the essence of the Ebeshtan himself. And if Yid comes from the essence of Eish itself, that's why a neshama is, like we're stressing the whole time, something very, very different to everything else in this world. So if we just summarize, in short, then we'll stop here, just summarize quickly. We bought three things which we say about a neshama, expressions and, and things which bring out that a neshama is totally different to anything else that was created. As opposed to Dibur, the union of Neficha, it comes from your real premius, it's effort when you blow. Machshava, Yisrael Machshava, Machshava as opposed to Dibur, and B'ni B'chayri Yisrael Banamat Hashem Lekechem, Ayid is like a Ben, which a Ben comes from the Merech Ha'av, and when we're talking about the Ebeshter, Hashem's Chachem is really one with him. So Ayid's Neshama is part of the Ebeshter himself. Mitzvah Hashem, next week, we'll talk about, we'll get into this concept of Hashem and His Chachem a little bit more, and then we'll, I don't know if we'll get into it next week or not, but then after that, what we're going to discuss is the differences between Neshamas, why we find that there are if every neshama is, a, is part of Ashtayibish, so why do we find that there are differences in levels of neshamas? And we'll discuss also the importance of a tzaddik, why there's such an emphasis, especially in Chesidah about connecting to a tzaddik. You know, seemingly a neshama is part of the Ebesh, so why, why do we make such a big deal out of connecting to a tzaddik specifically? But that's what we'll get to Mr. Hashem next. Uh, right. <laughs>